Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things, a Nacho Radio podcast, and a review of what we got done on our morning show, the morning of Tuesday, September the 29th, 2020. Although whenever you're listening to it, we're sure grateful that you're here. Thanks for downloading it. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for leaving reviews. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a friend. Traveled up and down the road again. Your heart is true, and you're a friend, and you're a confidant. And here's my friend and my confidant, uh, Darren Pitra. Hello, Darren. Hello. You mentioned that it was September 29th, 2020. Yes. My mom did something she hasn't done in a few summers. Okay. And that is canned tomatoes. Ooh. And I just love her canned tomatoes. Hmm. They're, just, they're marvelous. Hmm. I can just eat them by the bowl. Just right out of the can? Yeah, chilled with salt. Ooh, just, that just sounds wonderful. Marvelous. So anyway, of course, she writes the year on the lid mm-hmm. after they've been jarred. Sure. And my intention is, because this year has been what it's been, yeah. is to have those tomatoes, I don't know, God willing, five or six years from now. Souvenir tomatoes. It's just, you know what? I've got enough distance from this year. Uh-huh. I'm going to go have those tomatoes now. And God knows they'll be nice and cold. Yeah. They will be chilled. That's fantastic. The podcast you just heard is brought to you by Nature's Treatment. We, we of- haven't done it yet. Oh, that's right. The one you're going to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, I see. I got I got carried away with my tomato story. You know, I, I talked about tomatoes so long, I thought that qualified as a podcast. <laughs> Nobody. That's, we we haven't a, even started. That was the patron podcast oh, for September. That's, yeah. that, that counts. That's count not, it. That does not count. I know patrons. it doesn't you're count. You're getting a show. I know it didn't count. Uh, the <laughs> podcast that you're going to hear is brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois, Tech Drive in Milan, and West Main Street in Galesburg. I've done enough yapping. We should mention to Dig. sign up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment on Twitter and Instagram. Here we go. Now we can tomato. Uh, we can begin tomatoes. We can officially begin the top five things with number one here. Number one. 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 Number one. Well, the uh, Bears have decided to announce. A team that is known as the Bears. The Bears. That this whole uh, Mitch Trubisky thing, Mitchell Trubisky, Mm -hmm. uh, this is done. Yeah. Uh, They are now saying that Nick Foles will be the starter going forward. Mm Mm-hmm. So your second overall pick in 2017 Gets to sit on the bench and watch the games. That you moved up. Hmm? You could have picked him at three. That's right. I keep forgetting that they did that. The Niners weren't going to take him, and you traded away picks to get him. Yep, you sure did. Oh, the the worst. And I know the Bears are 3-0, and and I know that that should make me happy. They're not a very good team at 3-0. and I, there's not much. To- Come on, let's go, you guys. Jeez. Does Nick Foles Look at make the team more watchable, Darren? Probably. We'll see, I guess. Probably. Next couple of games will be interesting. Did I mention yesterday that my buddy was uh, from Kansas City was saying that this was when they were pulling Trubisky on uh, Sunday? How we could have had Mahomes? How we could have yeah, had Mahomes. You did mention yeah, that. Okay. And, and, it, and it still stings. But Doc, they're both Super Bowl MVPs. Doc Rivers is no longer the head coach of the Clippers, huh? Really? Yeah, they let him go. Huh. They've decided to mutually part ways after seven seasons. Well, that was quite a collapse. Yeah. I, they were up 3-1, and then they led in the second half 
those other three games where they were looking to close them out yeah. and couldn't do it. It just seems, I mean, he's, he's an awfully good coach to just let go because of one collapse. Because of the players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm on board. Um, we mentioned that the Tampa Bay Lightning are your uh, second time now Stanley Cup champions. So there's that. Uh, but the other big news in the world of sports is a uh, a passing. We lost another one, Darren. Bum, 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 and another one gone, and another one gone, another one bites the dust. Hey, he's going to get you too, another one bites the dust. So Jay Johnstone is dead. Yes. Jay Johnstone, who played for the Angels, the White Sox, the A's, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Cubs, and then finished with the Dodgers. He was known as a flake. Well, that's it. Like That was what he was famous for, this, for being a flake. This is what I think I love most about this cat is, first of all... Now, do you remember him? I absolutely remember okay. him. Yeah, he was a goofball. Mm. He would always show up on, like, This Week in Baseball and yes. do shtick with Johnny uh, Bench. Mm-hmm. I used to... Especially like when I was a kid and I would collect baseball cards. I would love, uh, you know, you, you sort them by team, then you wrap rubber bands around them all. <laughs> Which, because the, the, baseball cards wasn't about like an investment. It was just about it was cool to have a shoebox full of baseball cards. Yeah. I used to love players like Johnstone where you could look at the back and be like, look at all the teams this guy's been on. You know what I mean? To be on. And when they called him a flake, what they yeah. meant was that when you really needed him mm-hmm. in a pinch, he wouldn't show up. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I flaked on you. That's what he know that was known for. Also being described, again, uh, passing away at the age of 74 as a result of COVID-19. Uh, Jay Johnstone, outfielder, right? Mm-hmm. Batted left through right. Known as a clubhouse prankster. That's what so many of the obituaries are mentioning, the fact that he was kind of goofy. Pulled off a number of pranks during his playing days. Uh, these are kind of bizarre. For example, uh, he placed soggy brownies inside Steve Garvey's first base mitt. That's an oddly specific prank. Doesn't even sound like a prank. Soggy brownies? Uh, he would cut out the crotch of Rick Sutcliffe's underpants. So that Sutcliffe was crotchless. <laughs> Why would you do that? He, during spring training, he would routinely lock Dodger manager Tommy Lasorda in his office. How would you not notice that your underpants had been altered that way? When you put them on? Or just or when you were looking look- at him? Yeah. I could see not looking at him and putting him on and being like, wait a minute. Something's different. John Stone! <laughs> He once dressed up along with Jerry Roos as a groundskeeper. Jerry Royce. Uh, Jerry Royce, I'm sorry. Uh, they, they, they dressed up as, as groundskeepers so that they could drag the Dodger Stadium infield in the fifth inning. What do you, we're playing a game, guys. I'm like, not. In the middle of a game, they decide to get out of their Dodger uniforms and dress up like groundskeepers so they could drag the infield. Lasorda tries to put a fine on him for being out of uniform. 
And then he, uh, I guess, pinch hit a home run that game. Right, because he wasn't playing. Right, but still, we need you. And to, the other one's a pitcher. I need you, Jay. I need you to take this a little more seriously. He would uh, routinely nail his teammates' cleats to the floor, and he would replace celebrity photos in Lasorda's office with pictures of himself. <laughs> I love that. So Lasorda's got all these. Pictures on the wall of all the famous people he knows. Uh-huh. Sinatra. He would just sneak in and take those pictures down and put pictures of himself up. That's good stuff. One time during pregame warm-ups, he climbed atop the Dodger dugout and in full game uniform, walked through the field boxes at Dodger Stadium to the concession stand and got a hot dog. Another time he bolted from a taxi cab on a gridlock Golden State freeway during a pregame traffic jam and began running towards the stadium. (laughs) Once he dressed up as Tommy Lasorda in Tommy Lasorda's uniform with padding underneath to make him look like a fatso, he then ran out on the mound to talk to the pitcher while carrying Lasorda's book and a can of Slim Fast. (laughs) After his playing days were done... He worked as a announcer uh-huh. for a time, radio color commentator for the Yankees, and then the Phillies. He still kept up the pranks. He once covered the microphone with the scent of stale eggs, and then proceeded to interview players. While faking a pause for commercials during a TV interview with Dion Sanders and Mel Hall, who played for the Yankees, Johnstone tricked them into un covering a restaurant bread basket containing a snake. (laughs) Both players jump from their seats. What are you doing? Oh, wow. Well, he's he's one of the guys in the Naked Gun uh, who plays uh, a member of the uh, Mariners, which is great, but there's there's a ton of stories about this guy. I don't like you guys. I I don't care for you guys, and I've got this poisonous snake. So I'm going to pretend that we're going to a break. And while we're in the break, would you guys like some bread? I brought it from a restaurant. Go ahead and have some. Hey, uh, Mel Hall, uh, can I interest you in some peanut brittle? Don't let that snake bite you. <laughs> it's poisonous. Well, that's that's a shame. I mean, that he's a screwball. Mm-hmm. At some point, Jay, we need you to take the game a little bit seriously. We're We're... Trying to win some championships. I don't know how funny you're going to think this is, Jay, but uh, you're cut. Well, but he won two World Series. So, I mean, he was a member of uh, two World Series teams, Yankees in 78, Dodgers in 81. So, clearly he's... Dodgers in 81 or Phillies in 81? Dodgers won in 81. Okay. Phillies won in 80. Phillies won in 80. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Orioles, or wait, no, Pirates in 79. Yeah, Orioles won in 83. Oh, boy, the White Sox. So why you got to bring that up? 83 White Sox. Two. 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 One of the stars of the TV show Prison Break. Yes. I believe Dominic Purcell is the guy's name. He has signaled on social media, if you're going to try and hit the fly, try and hit the fly, what was that? What are you doing? I think I got him. You didn't even. He's looking. He's right there. That was the weakest attempt to kill a fly I've ever seen. 
I think I got him. <laughs> what I'm going to do is pull one of my long hairs mm-hmm. and and form a little, I'm going to fashion a little lasso mm. and then put it around his neck and then go take him for a walk right, outside. I got this son of a bitch. You're going to break your computer. I don't care. It's worth it. No, it's not worth it because that will be the end of things. Don't break it. I can't. Oh, dead. Smushed on my screen. Look at him. Oh, that's nasty. Finish him. All right. Hang Finish on. him. He, he's, he's dead. He ain't going anywhere. Oh, now he's trying to crawl away. Finish him. I got you, you little fly bastard. Yeah, he's dead now. All right. I'm going to wrap him up in his Kleenex and don't, deal with him. Don't, David. Don't. Oh, that is satisfying. That stupid fly has been buzzing around the entire show. He was asking for it. Yeah, well, I listen. I... I don't, I don't have any problem with them when they're not in my space. I am no different, Darren, than that man in Cordova. I get it. This is a command situation. I'm in control of this board. Ah, <sighs> so uh, what was I talking about? Prison Break. They're bringing it back for season number six. I don't know how many times you can break out of prison. How much room is on that guy's back? <laughs> Five times? Isn't that the idea that he's got a tattoo on his back that that <laughs> shows everybody how to get out of the prison? That was, I believe, season one's premise. Yeah. I don't I don't really remember season two. I know that when they said they were doing season three, as much as I enjoyed the first season, I thought, I can't watch these people break out of another prison. At some point, we have to get on with our lives. I had no idea that they Maybe had done- you stop doing things so that you go to prison. Well, but they were innocent. They were all in jail for being innocent. They they were wrongly accused, oh. I believe was the premise. I think that the one brother had... Then you just have a bunch of bad luck. <laughs> the one brother had faked a crime so he could get into prison to get his brother out who shouldn't have been in jail in the first place. That's asking a lot. And then they get caught, and then they go to prison, and then they get caught, and then they go to prison, and then they leave. And then Yeah, they... if you make that call to me, you're in prison falsely, uh-huh. and you make the call to me... Uh-huh. I'm supposed to get arrested, go to prison to help you get out. I, the, the call goes like, "Jeez, oh, I don't know." Yeah, I wouldn't. Ex- I, uh, I wouldn't expect. Boy. After watching you try to kill a fly, I'm not counting on you to get me out of prison. Oh boy, take that, you fly! That's what you just did. And then he says, "Who as proud as I've ever seen him? I think I got him." <laughs> You didn't even come close. You he, he hit him with a piece of paper, not rolled up, mind you, just a piece of paper like this. It's like this. Take that you fly. <laughs> well, it was because I did that because it was on a power cord. Yeah, and I didn't want to. Yeah, I get it. Screw up the power cord. All right. Well, it's probably probably a good idea. Prison Break coming back. It for all worked out in the end, didn't it? Season number six. Yes, because I had to kill the fly. You're the one who wanted it dead. Yes. All right, I'm not going to do your dirty work. I think I got it. Do you? Do you think you got it? At least I sent a message. There's a real-life prison break that's in the news, and this story's got a couple different levels for us to crawl around in and enjoy. Criminal hijacked and diverted a helicopter in midair in an attempt to break his wife out of a Belgian prison. That's something else. They were able to arrest this guy. Mistake number one that Mike Geelan made. He's 24 years old. One, 
He booked the helicopter flight that he took with his own name. (laughs) He threatened the helicopter's pilot using a replica handgun as he sought to spring his wife, Crystal Applet, from the Birkendahl's Woman's Prison in South Brussels. Are you saying this helicopter was skyjacked? It's a skyjack. So his wife is in prison. By the way, she's in prison on being held on suspicion of murdering an ex-boyfriend. I, I don't care. I love her. She didn't kill me. I got to get her out of prison. So this dummy hires a helicopter mm-hmm. to take him around. In take the me air, over by the prison. Right? Books, him, books him under his own name. Then once in the air, he's like, all right, this is the thing. You know, I need you to land in the prison. We're getting my wife out. You following me? At first, I'm sure it's like, you know what? You know, it'd be fun. Let's go take a look at that prison over there. So this is the, this is the, <laughs> this is the best part of the whole story. You're a helicopter pilot. You believe that this guy has a gun. You're going to do what he says. Uh-huh. You have been skyjacked. Copter jacked. Are you telling me this is a skyjack? The helicopter circled the prison several times. But Geelan's plan was foiled as the pilot was unable to land within the courtyard of the prison. While the helicopter flew over the prison, the inmates all cheered and waved. Of course. But because they had to fly around the prison so many times... Geelan got sick and had to put his head out of the helicopter five different times to throw up. <laughs> Not going to care for that on the ground. <laughs> the pilot was then instructed to fly to a town south of the Belgian capital where a getaway car was waiting. Take me to the getaway car. That's where. Uh, so he gets out. He doesn't have his wife, but his dad's waiting for him in a car. The two men and two other suspects were arrested within 24 hours of the failed prison break. So the dad is probably... What's the name of the girl? Doesn't say. Her name is Crystal Applet. Okay, so the dad's like, where's Crystal? Just drive, dad. Just drive. Why Why do you smell like puke, boy? Ugh. Oh, the helicopter just kept going around in circles. You know I get queasy. <laughs> you know I get sick. In helicopters? This whole thing was a bad idea. (laughs) Remember when you used to spin me around when I was a kid and I always threw up? Well, it happened again. This guy's own lawyer, Tom Van Overbeck, says, quote, it seems like this whole thing was staged quite amateurishly. (laughs) We're not asking for your opinion. You're my lawyer. (laughs) No, uh, don't critique me. <laughs> You're on the clock. I'm paying you to get me on. Now, this. does what that you... does that count against Crystal? That that he tried to break her out of jail. Yeah, interesting. I guess if they can prove that she knew about that they it. were in cahoots. This guy is a convicted drug smuggler, and he met and married his wife while in prison. I guess this is a prison because again, this is in Belgium. They have a mixed gender prison. Huh. Which seems like a terrible idea, but also sounds kind of like a neat idea. Hey, if I was in prison, I don't know that I'd mind being in a mixed gender prison. Canned heat. (laughs) These guys had visitors, and they bumped into each other in the visitors area, and they fell in love. (laughs) You know what that sounds like that Mm -hmm. could result in? Mm -hmm. A lot of prison babies. 
She's in jail on suspicion of stabbing to death a former boyfriend during a street fight in December of 2018. Oh, I want to be a prison baby. Why can't I be a Belgian prison baby? Well, that's what I want. I'll never forget when my dad would puke out out the window with a helicopter. They would do it every year for their anniversary. Well, now I'm sure this dope and his stupid dad are gonna. Maybe, maybe he gets to just go back to the mixed sex. Prison I was and- born a prison baby. <laughs> I didn't get out. I didn't get out of the pen till I was a teenager. <laughs> You know those pictures on the wall that show uh, your, your, your class pictures as you're growing up? I'm in orange jumpsuits in every single photo. I was a prison baby. <laughs> we used to uh, <laughs> harass Jim King during the telethon. I got one call in prison and it was to the Jerry Lewis telethon. Oh, and he was so mad? Oh, he got so mad. I would, we'd call and say, Is, does Jim King still play with his thing? <laughs> That was my one call a year I was afforded. <laughs> one call a year, and they save it for Labor Day <laughs> just to harass Jim Just to King. prank call the MDA telethon on Channel 8. Oh, and he got so mad. Oh, he would get so angry, and he would stare at the camera and say, we're getting calls from the prison, knocking off. <laughs> <laughs> and we would just lay on our backs and kick our legs up in the air and pump our fists. We were so happy. Well, the prison break did not go as planned. No, it didn't sound like it. I like this. The photo of them, of their of their wedding, that I imagine had to take place in prison. Oh. They're posing back to back, and they have fake guns in their hands for their yeah. wedding picture. They're doing all. like, you know, like that Charlie's Angels pose that the, the kids do? Yeah. They're doing that in prison at their wedding. Oh, that's... I'm just thinking about the one call a year. We call Colette because we were in prison. Well, we got the one call. And I say, brother, we did it. Number three. 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 At some point today, a rocket is going to blast off from Virginia, and it's heading towards the International Space Station, mm-hmm. which flew over us yes. last week. Yes, it did. And I went outside to look at it, Yeah, and I tried to get the rest of my family to go outside and look at it. Tried to get every, tried to get their attention. Well, I just thought, how cool is that, that the International Space Station is flying directly over us in Bettendorf, Iowa? And I said to my, my 11-year-old son and uh-huh. my wife, I said, you're, you're never going to believe this. It's going to fly right over at like 8-11. We can go and see it. And uh, What did they think of that? Uh, wife couldn't be bothered. And uh, my son looked at it and said, it looks like a plane, and went right back in the house. I said, but it's not a plane. That's the International Space Station. Okay, Dad, uh, you do your thing. I'm going back inside. If you say so. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe you two aren't absolutely over the moon with the space station flying over our heads. That's great there, Johnny Skylab. This rocket is going to blast off today from Virginia to deliver all kinds of goodies to the snacks. International Space Station. Well, not snacks, although I imagine probably snacks. Slim Jims. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to keep in mind like what you're eating up there. I mean, it can't be like, you know, Cheez-Its and Lay's potato chips. You're in 
Mm. You're in zero gravity. What are, what, what kind of snacks they have up there? They're delivering a brand new toilet. A twenty. 20- Is that something they requested? I think so. We're going to need a new toilet. Oh, there's been an incident. Can you send a new toilet, please? International incident. Goes without saying that it's an international incident. On the International Space Station? Uh-huh. You don't even have to mention it. Uh, the toilet is a $23 million toilet. Of course it is. It is smaller and lighter than most current space toilets, and they say it's better suited for female astronauts. So it hugs you. NASA spent a lot of time working with crew members to improve the use of the commode. And if this goes well, this futuristic toilet may be the one we use on our missions to the moon and Mars. And here on Earth. No, there's no reason for it on Earth. Also going up in this rocket ship today, Estee Lauder sending up the latest skincare products. They paid $128,000 to send up the latest line of Estee Lauder skin care formula. Look at these lines around my eyes. <laughs> the astronauts will have to take photos of advanced night repair from the control tower. So they'll have gorgeous views of the cosmos in the background. Estee Lauder, already very proud to tell you they are the first beauty brand to go into space. So now there's product placement on the space station. Sure, well, why not? Why not? Why shouldn't that thing be making money? So they will use the images. The astronauts are going to put this beauty cream on their face. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to take pictures. And then that's going to be the ad campaign for Estee Lauder. That, you know, the night advanced night repair. Look how beautiful it makes you look in outer space. Imagine what it'll do here on the ground. What is that that's floating behind you? Oh, that's just a... Pay no attention to that. (laughs) The big snack on the International Space Station is Mm. the candy of choice, M&M's. That doesn't make sense. Makes all the sense in the world. There's no crumbs. They're bite-sized and self-contained. They float around as opposed to you just knock out a Snickers. No. No. A Snickers isn't going to keep it. M&M's are going to be everywhere. They're not. There's too many more of them. You're not opening up a 100-pound bag of them. You just take them out and eat a couple at a time. That's a bigger mess than just a candy bar. Oh, no. No, M&M's makes a lot more sense. Mm. You want to know what else they eat up there? Uh, Entrees, when you're on the space station, I think you'd be a good astronaut. I do, too. The entrees right now include offerings like... Encore? Beef stroganoff with noodles. Yeah, I can do that. Mexican scrambled eggs. Yeah. What is Mexican scrambled eggs? It would eggs? just be scrambled eggs, and you're probably cutting up uh, peppers and such in it. Mm. Maybe some chorizo. Hmm. Chicken a la king. Yes. What's chicken a la king? Chicken a la king is like a chicken stew that goes over a biscuit. Also, snacks of fish or fruit packaged in cans. Yes. Pouch food is cooked in a forced air convection oven or rehydrated using hot or cold water, and then you eat it out of a pouch. Yeah, I'd eat all this just here. Mm-hmm. It's typically what I do eat here. They say one of the problems you have when you're in space for so long, first of all... Diarrhea. Well, yeah. Actually, space diarrhea. Great. <laughs> That's not good at all. No. 
diarrhea. In space! That's why we need that other toilet. No, thanks. Uh, one of the, the side effects of all the microgravity is you have what they call semi-constant nausea. Ugh. You just always feel a little well, sick to your stomach. There's always you can. There's ways to curb that. Without gravity to pull all the fluid in your body in the right direction, your sinuses are constantly clogged. Well, yeah, what's it do to your internal organs? They say if you're in space for six months, it's like having a six-month-long head cold. And all of that does a number on your sense of taste as well. Mm-hmm. Your sinuses are pounding and you can't really taste your food. And the semi-constant nausea also results in a semi-decreased sense of taste. So you can't really taste anything. One of the most popular things to eat up there, freeze-dried shrimp cocktail. Well, there That's, you go. Uh, there you go. Chi-chi. What are we eating here at the space station? Let's see. Chi-chi. What are we eating in outer space, Chi-chi? What we got? What we got for a snack there, Chi-chi? Freeze-dried shrimp cocktail. How would that even work? That sounds like something I'd have in my glove box, too, doesn't it? I think you are... Yeah, I you could, eat you eat yeah. more like an astronaut than anyone I know. That's Everything true. on this menu seems like you'd be it's something I'm already eating. <laughs> it's, that's right up right up your alley. Uh huh. And you're drinking uh, what's he drinking? Champagne, champagne, champagne cocktail in space. The reconstituted shrimp cocktail, they say, is uh, is a, the big hit up there. They even have Girl Scout cookies, Oreo snack packs, and Tootsie Roll pops. One of the astronauts says, my wife sent some caramel popcorn from the Boy Scouts up, and they let that come up, and as soon as I opened the can of popcorn, it was a disaster. Popcorn was everywhere. Are they allowed any alcohol? I can't imagine they are. Can I just throw the cans outside the uh, spacecraft no don't litter and sp- there's already enough space junk you don't need to be cork will be by soon <laughs> did you see the story where they were uh, they were behind this amish buggy and then beer cans kept getting thrown out of the buggy nice so they pulled it over and it was like kids driving in the yeah. in the buggy so uh, they're able to get it's the- homecoming <laughs> they were able to get the kids driving the buggy for underage drinking I kind of they kept throwing the yeah. bush light cans off the side of the buggy. Bush light is what they were going with, huh? I'm going to guess. I would have thought like natty light. <laughs> Keep it natural. Why would... Pennsylvania State Police filing underage drinking charges after seeing an Amish buggy driving around town. Gotta love dropping the... beer cans. Gotta love the Dutch. <laughs> Keep... Keep the beer cans... In your buggy, guys. That's just asking for it. Yes, it is. You can't because when you're in the buggy like that, mm-hmm. you can't see who's behind you. This was on Sunday. The Pennsylvania State Police filed underage drinking charges after seeing these kids. State police. Yeah, stopped a buggy at 4:59 p.m. Inside the buggy, they found a 16-year-old female. Great. Amish happy hour. Under the influence of alcohol. Just a 16-year-old girl driving her buggy, pounding natty lights. Probably steel reserve. What what are you you drinking in Pennsylvania? Number four. Four. 
Four. Years ago at Monard Woodman Park, we had a, a gimmick where it was uh, a sign that was in center field, underneath. Well, actually, more more like more like uh, left center because it was underneath the scoreboard, right? We had a, a big sign that had a hole in it and then mm-hmm. a net behind the hole. And the idea was that if a river bandit were to hit a home run mm-hmm. and it went into the net, yes, Dave and Darren were going to buy beer. For everybody. For everyone that was of age at the ballpark. Didn't even matter if you were of age. No, that that was a sticking point. I remember we had to go to many meetings. Now, this, uh, now boys, we're not saying we're going to buy everyone a beer. No, Well, that's course. exactly what we're saying. No, of course that's not what we're saying. Now, hang on a second. I fought hard for that. You did uh, too hard, as I told you then and I'll tell you and now. And that's why the meetings lasted so long. There was no reason for it any of the meetings that we ever went to in that building, but those meetings especially were absolutely pointless. We had that gimmick because it was kind of a nod to the old-timey baseball. They used to have things at the old parks like, hit it here and get a suit, where players would hit, if they hit a home run on a, on a sign, you they could would win get a suit? suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, one ball player had something like 13 suits in his closet that he got from from home runs. Wow. Or if you hit it here, you get a cigar. The or player a, a suit? Yeah, the players would win stuff. This is back when players are making like, you know, six grand a year. Right. So you would hit the sign and then they would give you a suit. The player would have a suit and then that would be, you know, a nice gimmick because then the ball player is walking around in a fine suit from whatever shop, right? So that was a a gimmick back in the day at the old timey ballparks having a sign. And then if you hit it, then something would trigger some sort of prize. Mm Mm-hmm. It's worth pointing out, we never did buy beer that season because no. to to hit a home run and have it go in the net was... Pretty random. Yeah. Would have been quite a feat. But I don't know if you saw this in uh, the Cardinal game on Sunday. Harrison Bader hits a, a home run, mm-hmm. and he does it while the Cardinal mascot, who I guess is... is it. Is it Fred Bird that's the Cardinal mascot? That I don't know. Fred Bird, the Cardinal mascot, was doing some sort of gimmick out in the outfield. And he killed the mascot. No, he didn't. Now, if you kill the mascot, we'll buy beer for everyone. Make Fred Bird a dead bird. And, and Budweiser for the entire town of St. Louis. Because we own the company. So Fred Bird, the mascot, is out in the outfield doing some sort of shtick. Mm-hmm where he's got an easel set up, and he's doing a painting. So Mm. he's doing like a painting of the final Cardinal game. Yeah. You following this? Yes. Now, who the mascot's doing this gimmick for, I don't quite understand. Because there are no fans at Bush For TV, I guess, but it's in between innings. Right. They they don't show that. Right. So (laughs) this is in the upper deck, mind you. These have to probably be tough times for mascots. No, these are the salad days for mascots. Because let me tell you something. When you're a mascot at a ball game... You're getting punched 90, in the junk. 90% of the time is... That's what your job is. Teenage boys punching you. In the crotch. Now you get to go... I mean, to be... Is it Bernie the Brewer? The guy in the Brewer costume who goes down the slide into the beer every time there's a home run? I don't know his name. That's a great job anytime. But all you do now, if you're the Brewers mascot, is just dance around and go down a slide? Mm-hmm. That's that's the greatest job ever. 
I'd love to be a mascot in the pandemic world. You lost a lot of games, though. You probably get paid by the game. I don't think it's about the money, man. I think it's about the... It shouldn't be. That's what they tell you. Rule one. What do you think a, a, a Fred Bird or a... I think it's Benny a, the a Brewer. Am I wrong? baseball Correct mascot? me on the text line. Am I wrong about the Brewer mascot? Is his name Benny or, or Bernie? It's Benny, right? A major league mascot. What do you think he makes in a year? I'll say in a town like Milwaukee, you're probably pulling in forty grand. Because you got all the, uh, you know, you got all the appearances. Mm-hmm. You're doing kids' birthdays and whatnot. Kids' birthdays. I've got to do kids' birthdays just to make ends meet. Okay, thank you for the text. It's Bernie Brewer. Bernie, oh, the Philly fanatic makes some good coin. Wasn't the San Diego chicken like a millionaire? Oh, but I don't know about that. The San Diego chicken, though, was going everywhere. I don't yes. even think the San Diego chicken was ever in San Diego. Well, I think there came a point where he, he dropped the San Diego. He just became the, the chicken. chicken. Why? Yeah, because he just became the famous chicken. I, I have nothing to do with San Diego. What was the story with the chicken? Why was that? What did it have to do with San Diego? Why, why would they have a chicken as I their mascot? He just showed up. That's how that worked. Back in the day, that's how you did something like that. I want to be something. So f- I'm going to be the chicken. <laughs> that's what I want to be. The Fred Bird gimmick in St. Louis is he's in the upper deck and he's doing a painting. And he's got the painting up on the easel. Okay, Who's going to notice that? Well, I thought he said he was on the field. No, he is in the upper deck doing a painting. And as he's doing it, this Harrison Bader hits a home run. And hits him? And smashes the painting on the easel. Fred Bird had, had, had just stepped away from his work. So he left the painting there. And next thing he knows, the painting gets demolished by this, uh, this, this Bader home run. That home run was brought to you by Dick Blick. <laughs> well, now this kid's saying, this Bader is saying, well, I should get something for yeah, that. what do I get? I should get a portrait. He says, uh, you know, last year there was a, a guy on the team who uh, hit a home run and it got the M where it's this big Maclan on the C. There's like a neon sign, you know, mm-hmm. big Maclan. Yeah. Uh, he says last year a, a teammate got an M and he didn't get anything. So, so then what do you expect? He got to keep the M, I guess, the, the M that he that he hit. So this Bader is saying, I better get something out of it. What are you, Mary Tyler Moore? I should get something for the effort. The chicken was hired in 1974. And his first appearance, this was a guy who was a a, a chicken for a radio station. So you were, a radio station had a chicken... And his first job was to promote an Easter egg hunt at the San Diego Zoo. And then this guy in the chicken costume goes to San Diego Padres and says, you know, I'd I'd like to wander the stands. And they say, "Okay, go ahead. We don't have any fans. Go ahead. And he he said he did it because he just wanted to get into games for free. 
I met him. Was his name Ted? Yes. You met him when you were working at the River Bandits? When I did some PA announcing. And? He, he was there. Was he cool? He was fine. Yeah. The chicken became a bigger and bigger deal, and he then would perform at San Diego Padres games. He would lay eggs, and the eggs would have prizes in them for the children. Now, did he end up on... Maybe I'm making this up. Hmm. I've got this in my head. Because I think sometimes he had a shirt that looked a lot like rainbow suspenders. And I'm thinking of the laying of the egg and, of course, Mork coming out of the egg. He wasn't on Mork and Mindy ever, was he? Uh, maybe he was. I don't remember that. Was What television shows did he end up on? Because I think he did. Well, he was a big deal. Yes, he was. He was a sensation. Yeah. I mean, that, the chicken from San Diego was the mascot. It's all we talked about back then. <laughs> That's, I mean, you know. There, there was, was Morgana the Kissing Bandit there, and the San Diego Chicken, and that was kind of the end of the list, right? Yes, there was major inflation and the hostage crisis, but mm-hmm. we all talked about the San Diego Chicken. It was all any of us could focus on. That chicken doing all of his stunts. This is day 444 of the chicken. He was on the baseball bunch. I remember that. He and, and baseball John, bunch. Johnny Bench was always trying to kill that chicken you and johnny bench i tell you what what that's an obsession five 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 number five when i present these stories here for the show i want you to know that oftentimes i'm presenting them not because i know what's happening in the story often i'm looking for answers Uh, this is the case because there's there's a couple different parts of this story where i go huh Uh, this is a story that comes to us from england uh, Stoke-on-Trent there in England. I don't know where that is. But I do know that they've got a pretty bitchin' water park. Nice. It's called Waterworld. Is it still open? Yeah, I guess. I mean, they have to, you know, do things a little bit differently, obviously. The water park now announcing that they will ban children when they rent out Waterworld to private nudist functions. Sure. When the nudists take over Waterworld... Private party. Yeah. They will say no kids are allowed at Waterworld while that's going on. There were some some demonstrators protesting while the British naturalism event was underway. So these nudists were inside Waterworld, and a bunch of people with, I guess, nothing better to do decided Mm -hmm. to go and protest. You, You shouldn't have nudists at Waterworld. And then... I think they were protesting because there were kids in the water park while the nudists were doing their thing, which doesn't yeah. seem like that doesn't seem like the greatest. Well, that doesn't idea. seem like you. I mean, if you're a nudist, you wouldn't be happy about that either. Well, it's a private event that was open to both adults and children. Oh. So if if a bunch of nudist families yeah. take over Waterworld, uh-huh. then they're not. Ooh. That's weird, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. Like I know being, I know nudist and naturalist, whatever you want to call it. I know it's not. Their whole gimmick is it's not a sexual thing, and I get that. But well, you don't need to the, be bringing your the kids you, to you, naked water slide parties, do you? Yeah, it's just that's not a good idea. It's not. No. So I kind of understand why people would have a problem with it, but now they're saying they're not going to let these uh, these private parties have their kids anymore. From now on, you got to be 18 and over to be at the nudist water slide parties because the protesters were mean to the people that work at Waterworld. They were mean. And Waterworld is like, it's just not it, worth it. It's just no. What about, I can imagine that... Um, some of the seasonal help. Yeah. They all like to sign up for that day. 
I don't know that I would at all. Well, that's true. Because the rule about nudists is it's never people you want to see nude. That's true. They said that they've been doing this. Uh, they're, they're, they're saying it's, you got to be 18 and over now because a growing number of customers were unhappy that these private events were open to both adults and children. It's The it, company had previously said that private nudist swims had been operating at swimming baths across the country for decades and that they took child safeguarding very seriously. However, in this statement that was issued yesterday, the owner said that after extensive dialogue with customers, the bookings will now only be open to people over the age of 18. So the people that pro- that work there, mm-hmm. this is probably how it goes. If it's your first year there, you always sign up for it. <laughs> but once you've done it, it's the never again. You can tell a rookie because they sign up for the nudist uh, party. <laughs> nah, uh-uh. Never again. <laughs> That's great. Where you just... The first year you go in yeah. all wide-eyed. Oh, yeah, you were, you're like, I can't wait. And then it's just like, oh, God. Surely not again. Surely not again. Fatty got stuck in the tube, and I had nowhere to... Uh. It does seem weird that you would have kids, even though, again, I know that nudist swim parties are not... I understand that their, their angle is that it's not a, a sexual thing in any way. But it is weird that you would have kids at your nudist swim party, right? I would not be comfortable. Yeah. Like, what if you were to go? Like, I, mean, all I right. wouldn't be comfortable anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> but right. Now I'm, it's an now extra I'm, layer of uncomfortable. Now I'm really uncomfortable because they're, they're pointing and making fun. Well, and it just, yeah. There's just, right. They're ridiculing me. <laughs> but see. I don't need to but see this is europe right like they have they have nude beaches i'm a grown man all over the place over there. are I mean, you they have a different kind of mindset over there like you could never get away with this here the, the wisconsin dells isn't going to have nudist time with kids that would be a bunch of people would need to go to jail but over there they kind of have different mindsets about stuff right nude duck rides no thanks no no tommy thanks. bartlett put some pants on did you see they shut down tommy bartlett for good no they made the announcement that they are oh, done. That, yeah. Tommy Bartlett, the, they will not recover. Is Tommy as Bartlett as, still with no, us? No, no. Tommy Bartlett's been dead for years. Okay. Yeah. And the, the Tommy Bartlett show, uh, they announced that this COVID-19 shutdown is the end of things. Is huh? a bridge too far that they just will never be able to recover because of what happened. And after losing 2020, huh. they announced uh, last week. That they are done. They are closing permanently. Do you know how many years the Tommy Bartlett show is operating there at the Wisconsin Dells? I'll say 70. Why would you say 70? Since 1950. 69, dudes! Oh, right. Didn't get to do this year. Well, I was right then. I would have been right. 69 years as one of the leading attractions in the Wisconsin Dell area and they announced that they will not be coming back. They are shutting things down because of a catastrophic loss of business. This show is over. Mm. Yeah, there's no recovery. You've never been to the Dells, have you? No. What's crazy when you go is there's all the teenagers that are working there, and none of them are American kids. Oh, yeah? It's like they bust these kids in from countries you've never heard of. It's And... I don't like they don't have teenagers in the Wisconsin. Is there a, is there I don't a, understand. Is there a town called the Wisconsin Dells? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. that's an actual town on the shores of Lake Delton. Yes, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's the closest town besides Wisconsin Dells? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I think, I think it's just Wisconsin Dells, right? Where in Wisconsin? No, okay, so here's Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Uh, it's right here oh, on, that's on my too, hand. Oh, that's not too far away. No, you can get there in like two hours. Yeah, we've done the Dells plenty of times. It's a great time up there. But yeah, Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin is where Wisconsin Dells is okay. located. It is kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of its own thing. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cult. You're, you're not going to... Well, there's part of me that wanders when I go there. Where it's <laughs> like, this is... What's going on what here? What's going on? Why? Like, how come all the kids have these thick Eastern European accents? It's weird. Like, mister, would you like to try some fudge? Like, what? What? Why are all the cleaning supplies Amway? That's weird too, right? That's messed up. Also, just as someone who's a fan of water parks, which is why when there's not a global health crisis, I take the family to Wisconsin Dells and we have. Would fun you at rather the water go parks. on a water ride or a roller coaster? Oh, water park all day long. Yeah. Yo, yeah. But here's the thing: uh, having been down many water slides, to go down one of those naked, not on your life. You have any idea how much that would hurt? Yeah. You got those seams. First of all, there's the seams in the slide. You'd feel every one of those, boyo, on the way down. Yeah. And then just the whole... You need you need something covering up your... Uh... I got snagged! <laughs> I don't need that. If you want to, you know... Maybe, maybe being new to the beach is fine over there, but not at a water park. It does seem to be different. And keep the kids out of it. But it also seems like a weird thing to just be protesting. Yeah, I don't know that I'm... Because they say they've been doing it for over 20 years. And then someone had a problem with it, and now they're not doing it anymore. Where are you guys going to be swimming this summer? (laughs) At At the water park for nudists. You know. Like you do. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. See, now we're done. Now the podcast is over. I don't know what you're talking about. Rewind and and you'll hear it. Oh, you, okay, which you can do. And that's because what it's a, time to a be podcast. Alive. What a time to be alive! And this particular podcast is brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois Tech Drive in Milan. They also have a location at West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan is open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. The Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. The recreational waiting lists are available. You can reserve your time. If you go to the website, which is ntillinois.com. Until we get a chance to do another one of these podcasts for you, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin board. Yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out. Come on. And it just don't stop. East Moline. Yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Hasta la vista, suckers. Ha 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 ha.